This episode is pretty personal to me because about a year and a half ago, I randomly started having a really hard time sleeping. It was the first time in my life that I'd ever actually experienced insomnia. And it was like I could only sleep for one, maybe two hours a night. It happened over weeks and weeks. It just felt like there was this energy inside of me that needed to come out, and I couldn't figure out what it was. I tried to run all of my energy out. I was running three miles a day, and then when I had time, I would run six or seven or eight. I just thought that maybe if I could burn out all of this energy, I'd finally be able to sleep. And after a few weeks, I was absolutely exhausted. And out of nowhere, I had no appetite. Not eating, not sleeping. Every single day, I would go in to pray, and I would say, Jesus, what in the world is going on? I was kind of concerned that maybe something physically was wrong with me. I I wasn't sure. It really came out of nowhere. And then one day on my heart, I remembered something really painful. I realized that Jesus was calling me, asking me, inviting me to work on some trauma, some past trauma that he wanted to heal me of. And that what I was experiencing in my body was related to my mental, my emotional, my spiritual health, that they're all connected. It was really painful and it was really difficult. And still to this day, when I experience those symptoms, I'm like, Jesus, I wish I was not this connected. But we know and we've seen these trends of things coming out that people really are one. We are whole beings, that that is how God made us as body, soul, spirit, whatever you want to say it, we are one. I'm Cecilia Ciccone, and Jesus loves you, this I know, because you are your body. That sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? Like, you are your body. Maybe you're thinking, no, I'm not my body. I have a body. I am my soul, or I don't know, I am whatever spirit it is that animates my body. I have a body. No, 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 I am not my body, right? Because the body dies and we fully believe that we don't die. But there's this question of if you aren't your body, then who are you? Like really, who are you? We know that you exist. We know that you're good. We've covered all of this. We know that you're here. We know that God loves you. But who are you? And in this episode, we're going to be talking about our bodies, but I want to make it clear that we're not just talking about the physical features of the body. We're not talking about hair color and height and weight, illnesses, whatever that could be. We're talking a little bit more philosophically about the body. And this is actually a really beautiful conversation to be having because we're mixing what is abstract, what is the abstract truth as well as what is the concrete physical reality that we can touch, that we can experience. And we're talking about where they come together. As high as this philosophy kind of can be, I'm going to try really hard to use regular words. I'm going to try really hard to talk about it in a way that really resonates in all of our hearts, that resonates in that core of our being. Because I have a confession. And that is that the inspiration from this episode comes from what theologians or what the Catholic Church calls the theology of the body. It's taught in a lot of different ways, but really I think all of the ways that it's taught kind of miss the beauty of what it is, the beauty of our bodies, the fact that it is good that we are human because it gets complicated in other things. So we're just going to come back and we're just going to talk about the fact 
that you are a human being. That's it, right? Probably, hopefully, (laughs) you won't dispute that fact. That you are a human being. And human beings are body and immortal soul. That's like the philosophical definition, is that you are body and soul. For some reason, we think that the soul is like the real part of us. And maybe that's because that's what doesn't change. Because we notice, again, that our bodies die, that our bodies can get sick, that maybe we don't like parts of our bodies, but that we can work on what's inside of us, right? That, that it's what's on the inside that counts. But that's not what we find in scripture. That's not what the church teaches. When we look at the reality around us, our bodies matter. It's our bodies and our souls together that make us who we are. Your body and your soul makes you, you. But how does this mean that Jesus loves us? So I don't want to get distracted and try to get all preachy and sharing what it is that I've read. No, because I want to talk about the fact that Jesus loves you. That the fact that you are a body, you not only have a body, but that you are body and soul means that Jesus loves you. Because if you're like me, when you think about your body, you just kind of feel trapped. I know a lot of us feel trapped. But Jesus loves us and we are not trapped in our bodies. Our bodies are in fact one of the greatest gifts that reveal who we are and who he is. So we're going to talk about how it is that Jesus loves us in our bodies. And let's go. I am pumped because I am not a philosopher, but I do know that Jesus loves you. So we're going to dive right into this. Human beings are body and soul. We've established that, but that's a really important thing to get down before we move forward. Because God did create some creatures who do not have bodies, who only have souls. And those are angels. I don't know if you've ever stopped to think what an angel actually is, because we say to one another, like, oh, she's heaven sent or such an angel or whatever that could be. And we see that as a compliment. But an angel really is a being that is purely spiritual, that is only a soul, has no body. It it doesn't matter how we depict them in art. No, angels are only souls. When we tell each other, oh, you know, you're such an angel, We mean it as a compliment, but theologians actually suggest that because God became human, humans are higher than angels. So if we have this hierarchy of things that exist, it actually goes God, then saints who are humans who are in heaven, then angels. That humans are higher than angels can have the possibility of being closer to God. There's this beautiful quote that the Son of God became man so that we might become like God. That's an incredibly unique aspect of human beings is that we possess the ability to become like God. Now we need God's help to become like him. We can't do it on our own, but that's something that's unique in humans. And that's really because we have bodies and it's hard because it's pretty natural to want to shed our bodies because they get sick or we don't like the way they look. They make us vulnerable. As I've said already several times, they die. Even from a Christian perspective, our bodies lead us into sin because they want things, because they become addicted to drugs or alcohol, because they want food that's not so good for us, because they have inclinations to get into relationships that might not be the best. 
But the church teaches, scripture reveals, God shows us that the fact that we are human is very good, and that he loves us in our bodies, in the fact that we are so closely united body and soul. And I'm going to tell a story that will kind of exemplify this that's not in the Bible, but it exemplifies why being human is so good. It's a story that's been passed down through tradition. It's generally accepted by theologians, especially the fathers of the early church who were closest to the apostles. And basically, the story is of what happened to Satan. It's a theory of how it is that an angel could fall, because that's what Satan is, is that he was a fallen angel. And the theory is that God showed all of the angels essentially what he would do in Jesus Christ. He showed the angels that he was going to create humans, that humans were going to mess up, and then that God was going to become human. He was going to take on body and soul in order to save us. As the story goes, all of the angels saw this. The angels who saw what God was going to do and saw it as love, they became the angels in heaven. They were the angels who saw God's love and were attracted to it. The angels who got angriest about it, who said, wait, why are you going to make these people who are made of dirt, why are you going to make them better than us? They got jealous. Those were the fallen angels led by Satan. And what this really shows is that it doesn't make sense that us having bodies is so good. It doesn't make sense that God loves us so much because we're human, except for the fact that he does. And if our bodies weren't good, God himself would not have taken on a body and become human. And in fact, Jesus Christ was not only in a body, Jesus Christ was not only his soul, He became human. And so Jesus Christ, too, we can say of him, Jesus Christ is his body. And that's why when we talk about the Eucharist, we can just as easily say, I received Jesus today when we have received his body. Otherwise, it's not the real Jesus, but he is one with his body, just as we are one. When we see our bodies, we see the vulnerabilities or the things that we would change. When God sees our bodies, he sees our redemption. He sees our total union with him, body and soul. Because humans are higher than the angels if we accept God's love. Angels cannot be united to God, body and soul. They don't have that possibility. But we as humans do. Jesus, when he died in his body, he experienced that ultimate vulnerability. He experienced that sense of the loss of life here on earth. And then he rose. It says that when Jesus rose, he still had the wounds in his hands and in his feet and in his side. It was his same body that he came back when he resurrected. When we talk about the resurrection, we don't just talk about the fact that Jesus went on to live forever spiritually in heaven. He didn't come back as a ghost. He physically came back with his body because God really became human in Jesus Christ, body and soul. We don't have a dead body of Jesus. Why? It's because he's in heaven. Not only did he rise from the dead, but then 40 days later, he ascended into heaven. The body of Jesus, the physical body of Jesus, is in heaven. 
And this foreshadows the fact that at the end of time, we will also receive our bodies back. When we talk about the resurrection of the dead or the resurrection of the body, that's what we mean. We're not just talking about some abstract kind of, my soul will be resurrected. No, because the soul never dies. We don't have that option. We are actually talking about the body. And scripture says this, that on Good Friday, that the bodies came out of the graves when Jesus died. That this is what we believe as Christians, is that we will really physically receive our bodies back, that we will spend eternity with God in our resurrected bodies. Because our bodies are not separate from who we are. They are intricately woven into the very fabric of our being. This is something that has been really beautiful and also really challenging for me as I work on healing from trauma. Because so much of what I experience takes place in my body. It's not only my body that has been affected. I can't just say, oh, that's something that happened to my body and my soul, my psyche, everything else is intact. No, it was my very person that was traumatized. And there are times when I wish that this was not the case, that I could just separate it and be like, okay, that happened to my body, but really the real me is on the inside and I'm fine. But no, I am a whole person. My body is good. It's not just something that I'm stuck with. It's part of what makes me me. And when I look at my personal story of redemption, everything that my body has experienced, everything that I have done in my body is part of that story. So it's beautiful. It's glorious. It's part of God's plan for my life. And I can say the same thing for you. I don't know. Maybe you're perfectly confident with your body. You're happy with this idea that you are your body. But I have a feeling that for the majority of us, it's really challenging. It's challenging to accept the fact that we are body and soul, that it's not just a surface level on which our body matters. It's not just because it's what people can see, but that our body is actually where we encounter Jesus Christ. Jesus loves you because you are here. That was the very first episode of this podcast. You are here, and he knew that this world would not be as good without you. And so you're here in your vulnerability, in the pain, in the crosses that you carry, you're here so that he can love you and bring you to heaven to be with him forever. He will use your vulnerability, your pain, your crosses to bring you to union with him. We are a whole people, body and soul, and Jesus is redeeming us as whole people, body and soul. We see this in scripture, especially with Jesus showing the importance of touch, that often when he heals people, he reaches out and he touches them. Our scripture for this week, I'll read it a little bit later, is about this really dramatic event when Jesus reaches out and touches a leper. That was a big deal because normally if Jesus touched a leper, he would be made unclean. Jesus can't be made unclean though. So when Jesus touches the leper, the leper becomes clean. That's what happens, that Jesus, everything that he touches it becomes clean, it becomes whole, it becomes healed. We see that again with the blind man who he reaches out and he rubs mud on his eyes. With the man who is deaf and mute, Jesus puts his finger in his ear and says, Epfatha. He touches him. His hands, because he has a body, because he is his body, by Jesus touching us, he comes to heal and to save. Jesus has touched all of humanity by becoming human. 
That's especially true now through the sacraments. The sacraments of the church involve the body in a very specific way. St. Thomas Aquinas describes this beautifully in saying why the sacraments are necessary. And the reality is, is that our sins, the places where we are hurt, are not only spiritual. So as good and as important as it is to go to God in prayer and say, I'm sorry, God, it's most appropriate for us who are bodies and souls and Jesus who became human, who became a whole person, for us to hear the words that we are forgiven, such as in the sacrament of reconciliation. The biggest example of this is in Holy Communion. Because in Holy Communion, we in our bodies receive Jesus in his body. He physically enters into our very being. That's not something that any other creature can experience. That intimacy with God that is only possible because we are human beings, body and soul. You don't just have a body as a tool or as a means to an end. You are your body. You're not getting rid of it ever, even in eternity. The challenge is for us to learn to love it and not hate it, to learn to care for it and not to abuse it, to see it as a reminder of just how much God loves us. And so to exemplify that, I'm going to read from the Gospel of Mark, the story of Jesus reaching out and touching what is unclean. And I especially invite you, as I read this story, to think about any areas of your life, especially any parts of your body, any parts of your past, of your experience, that you feel are unclean. And know, as you hear these words of scripture, that Jesus touches them, that he comes into that so that he can redeem you as a whole person. A reading from the gospel according to Mark. A leper came to Jesus, begging him. And kneeling, he said to him, If you choose, you can make me clean. Moved with love, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I do choose. Be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. After sternly warning him, he sent him away at once, saying to him, See that you say nothing to anyone. But go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded, as a testimony to them. But the man went out and began to proclaim it freely, and to spread the word, so that Jesus could no longer go into a town openly, but stayed out in the country, and people came to him from every quarter. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What's so beautiful about this scripture, about this passage from the gospel, is that Jesus tells the man not to tell anybody. And that can be confusing. But really, Jesus is saying, I'm healing you for you. I'm healing you because I love you. I'm touching you because I love you. I'm not touching you so that everyone else will know what I'm doing. I am coming to you in my body, to you in your body. And loving you here. Even though he knew that the man was going to go and tell everyone and make a mess of everything so that Jesus couldn't live a normal life anymore. He knew that would happen, but it didn't matter because he loved that man and he loves each of us and exactly knows what we are experiencing in our lives, in the very core of our being, body and soul. And he comes to us right there.
This week's saint is St. John Paul II. Uh, He is a pope, obviously, probably alive during all of our lifetimes. And this episode has really been inspired, as I've said before, by his theology of the body. Basically, over the course of several years, John Paul II, as pope, gave addresses every single Wednesday when he talked about what it means to be human. What is the scriptural vision of humanity? And he walks through all sorts of things. And that's really what we're going to be breaking down over the next several episodes. We're going to be talking, well, we already have talked about our bodies and how good they are. We're going to be talking about femininity and masculinity and what all of those things reveal about God. St. John Paul II was Pope for a really long time. And he was addressing a church that was in a pretty new era because he became Pope shortly after the sexual revolution. So it was this environment in which sexuality was proclaimed as good and celebrated, which it is. But it was clear that people were not seeing the dignity, the God-given dignity of human sexuality. And so he said, okay, instead of saying no sexuality bad, let's just push it all away. John Paul II said, let's get down to business and let's really see what it is that's so good about human sexuality and how we can live that to the full. A huge part of that is what we have covered in this episode so far, is the reality that the human body is good. We're not going to be heretics. We're not going to say that the body is bad. No, the human body is good because God made us. And in the upcoming episodes, we'll talk a little bit more about what that means, that our bodies and how we are made is so good and what that reveals about God. So for all of you, as you listen, for me, as I plan and record these episodes, we pray St. John Paul II, pray for us. For this week's Love Tap, actually, it's you, the listeners, because over the past several weeks, I took a break from recording so that I could kind of get a plan going for what the next several episodes, actually the rest of the season, what it's going to look like, what we'll talk about, and even started planning season two, which is really exciting. I was receiving messages from you all in my absence about suggestions or thoughts or, you know, I've shared it with my youth group, but really they don't understand that God loves them here. And I appreciate that so much. And really the Holy Spirit has been inspiring you as you've reached out to me because there were several topics that lined up with what was really on my heart. And so this episode and the next several ones are coming out of that. And so I want to thank you. I want to praise and thank God for you reaching out and reminding me that we are really on this journey together. Because as I've said over and over again, I need this just as much as anyone else. And it is a true joy to sit down to really think about how it is that God loves us in the core of our being. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, thank you for the gift of our humanity. Thank you for creating us, body and soul, to be with you forever in heaven. We pray, God, that whatever problems that we find in accepting this reality and accepting the union of our body and soul, that you will send your Holy Spirit upon us to heal wherever it is that we need to be healed, to give us understanding where we need understanding, and to understand just how deeply it is that you love us. Lord, in our society, people do not know how good you are. And so they have trouble believing just how good you have made them. 
Lord, by the way that we live our lives and by your work in the world today, especially the work of your church, help to heal our society so that we will all know the dignity that you have given us in creating us humans. Thank you, Lord, for becoming human yourself, for revealing to us just how good we are. And we lift up this prayer to you in the same way that you became human and came to us through your blessed mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm Cecilia Ciccone, and this has been Jesus Loves You, This I Know, a podcast on God's love. I am always grateful to connect with you on social media, as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, where you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CEC squared. Also, this podcast is funded by you, the listeners, who so generously donate. And so I just want to remind you that you can donate on Venmo to me at CEC underscore squared. And actually have a pretty big announcement this week. Our website is up and live. So you can go to JesusLovesYouPod.org, and if you wish to donate there, you can do it on PayPal, which is super exciting. All right, that's it for this week. Until next time, we'll be united in prayer. And remember, Jesus loves you, this I know, because, well, because of everything.